Hey, welcome back to the Blue Collar Off-Road Podcast, episode 75. I'm Graham, I'm here with Luke, Cody, and Richie, and we got another Trail Trash guy on this week. Um, you've probably seen a bunch of his rig, because I'm pretty sure you and Dwight are probably the only ones who are out wheeling right now. Um, and he's got a Toyota buggy thing. Um, if you haven't guessed it yet, it's Eddie. Uh, and I guess, Eddie, I don't even really know where to start with your, your rig. We were talking about this before we started. We, we don't deal with Toyota buggies very much. And the one we do deal with isn't really a Toyota buggy anymore. It's just kind of a thing, a propane thing. So, uh, I guess... It's a fat chick that runs on pain. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> it's um, acceptable. <laughs> so I guess if you want to start, uh, let's, let's start with your rig. And then we'll get into, you know, maybe how you got into it and whether you've had a Cherokee or not at any point in your life. And uh, <laughs> I guess we'll see where this goes. All right. It's a, it's a 94 pickup. Been back halved and four linked in the rear. It's pretty much, it's got a, it's Toyota cab, 22 RE motor, Toyota five speed, uh, dual transfer cases, 4.7 case for the rear case. It's got a one ton. It's got a Chevrolet Kingpin 60 front and a Dodge 70 rear. All 35 spine, chromoly, 538s, coilovers in the rear, leaf springs up front, single-ended hydro, and um, in a cage, and that's about it. <laughs> Keep it you know, just like the basic cookie-cutter, everyday Toyota build, you know. You see it yeah. rolling down the road, and it's just normal. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you drive to church on Sundays. <laughs> How's that you know, leaf spring front? Uh, it works really well, but I've come to learn with it. It doesn't articulate very well, so you have to drive with your nose and let your rear do most of the the flexing and the articulating. But it will droop out really well, but it's definitely not a high-speed rig because you will beat your brains out. <laughs> you mean flexing by the frame or by the actual suspension? No, the Leafs actually will flex, surprisingly. They're, okay, uh, yeah. they're, they're actually 5-inch All-Pro Leafs on it right now, Ooh. and they're getting kind of worn. They've only been on about three or four months, but um, it's seen a really hard three or four months that they've been on. <laughs> so. Yeah. With the with the common consensus of people mostly like I don't know like early on wheel Jeeps, how did you get into Toyota? Um, honestly, I found it cheap, and I was itching for something on tons so bad I couldn't stand it. And uh, my uncle lives in Cleveland, Georgia, and it was he called me one evening. He knew I was looking. And it was sitting on the side of the road, um, on the way to his house. And the the worst part about it was I'd actually just bought uh, a firewall Toyota Truggy the day before on Toyota axles and 38s. And on the way home, I got the phone call. And um, the next night, we went and looked at it. And I said, I'll be back in the morning with a trailer and come back and bought it. So I actually bought two Toyotas within a three-day span. I was going to ask you about the motors in them. Uh, What what do you want to know? Well, what happened with the uh, three-day span in those motors? I think it was something about uh, 22REs being indestructible and uh, whatnot, just like well, me with four liters. Uh, both of them were 
like I said, bought within three days. And the following weekend, I put them both on a trailer and went to AOP. The, the red one that I have now was already knocking. I knew it probably wasn't going to last long, but the blue one was, you know, running like a sewing machine. So I took the red one out the first day, and about halfway through the day, it finally locked up, spun a bearing and locked the motor up, drug it back to camp, got in the blue one, wheeled maybe 45 minutes, popped the tire off the bead, had to run back to camp, put the tire back on, started going back up the mountain, and it started knocking. I'm like, you got to be shitting me, man. So we get up there, and I pull over to where everybody else is at, and it's just ticky, 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 ticky. And I'm like, no, nah, that's it. Going back to the trailer. Not even doing it now. <laughs> so I killed two Toyota motors in about less than eight hours. Damn. That's impressive. Yeah. So I kept the red one because it was already on tons, and it was more what I was looking for. Sold the blue one for what I gave for the red one with a knocking motor and you know, just recoup my money from that and Ended up coming out even on the red one. Shit. Yeah, it was kind of a, it was a little bit of a circus there at the beginning, but it worked out well. So, like, how it goes. Is that a, I, I've never, you're the first person I've talked to that's done that. On the other hand, I'm also the first person that most people talk to that eats four liters alive. So, I don't know. Just That's saying life. something because four liters are pretty hard to kill. I grew up in Jeeps and we always did, um, Cherokees were always our thing growing up. And so I've seen a lot of four liter and I've seen four liters not want to die, even with, you know, holes in the side of the block with a piston hanging out. <laughs> I will give them credit on that. It will run with a split crankshaft and a camshaft that's literally just missing a lobe. Well, it only needs like two cylinders, right? One, one. That goes up and one that goes down, and then you're good. That's how motors work, right? <laughs> <laughs> sure, yeah, if it's a dirt bike. <laughs> In theory. <laughs> I but mean, so, oh, guns. With the last four liter I killed, Cody had to drag me back to the shop. That was quite fun. Yeah, honestly, um, it just kind of worked out that we were at the shop and we could have helped you. That would have sucked. Well, I mean, <laughs> you had my trailer, so. Did I put it was my pretty Jeep perfect. That day? Yeah, you had my trailer that day. I drove the Jeep. Oh yeah, god damn, it's been a while. Holy shit! Yeah, we we were down at the shop waiting for him. Oh fuck it, right. All right, so tell us a little bit more about your journey getting into wheeling. I mean, did it start off with like with your dad, or did you like did it something that you just got into in high school, or? Well, it started out with dad. Um, we had some friends. I grew up in Teleco for the, that's where the addiction came in for the most part. Dad bought a, um, a Cherokee, a totally stock Cherokee because he had some friends that we moved up here and we met and they were like, man, go buy, go buy something to wheel. Let's go to Teleco. So dad went and bought a bone stock Cherokee, took it out like two weekends, I think later, got out there and then that's where it all started. We started building, excuse me, we started building that. And then um, it got up, it was on 33s, and then it went to 34 and a halfs, and then it went to a tractor link, four link in the front, and it was just a total old school build. It just, you know, whatever you had laying around that would work, that's what got put on it. <laughs> <laughs> and we spent a lot of time in Teleco, and that's just, I um, always had four wheelers and stuff, so I was always into, you know, being in the woods and climbing hills and rocks and creeks and stuff like that, and it just evolved from there. Hell yeah, man. That's fucking sweet. 
So yeah, it's been a definitely a lifelong thing for me. Something that's just what I know. So that's what I do. So for those of us that weren't around then, you want to tell us about Teleco because that's kind of a local legend, right? It uh, was um. If if you talk to anybody that wielded it a lot, they'll tell you there's nothing nowadays that compared to it. Just because the 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 diversity and the the amount of shit that was out there to play on was just you know unmatched. I, if I had to say AOP was probably the closest thing that'll hold a candle to Teleco, mm -hmm. just because of the way the the terrain is. Yeah, but, that's uh, like um. Right when I was getting into wheeling, there was a park called Patagonia, mm -hmm. and it was in Pennsylvania, and um, right as my Jeep was, or right as I was getting into it, and right as I was starting to like hit the 33 mark, it shut down, but all the old-timers up there would talk about spending time at Patagonia, mm -hmm. and it seems to be the same way down here, because even like some of the old grumpy guys at work that had Wranglers and stuff would talk about, yeah, I can't believe they shut Teleco down. And, yeah. like, they're still driving the same Jeeps that they were wheeling at Teleco, but they're on, like, 33s unlocked. So Teleco really... was definitely uh, the beginning of the off-road world for the Southeast, I'd say. I mean, obviously, it's always been a thing, but Teleco really got a lot of people involved in it. Yeah. Um, so I suppose, you know, you're part of trail trash and all that. And I'm, I want to talk about that later, but where is your wheeling area? Like what parks do you hit? Um, pretty much the same as the rest of the, well, not the rest, but, uh, Jonathan and Casey and Dwight, we pretty much all wheel the same stuff. AOP, Choco, Windrock, Morris Mountain, you know, Tennessee and Alabama is where most of it's at. There's really not much in Georgia. There's a a few small parks within an hour of me. There's uh, 5313 in Calhoun. That's over there by Dwight and Jonathan and Casey. And there's um, a small private park here in Blairsville, about 15 minutes from the house, which is really great for, you know, like a test and tune or a day ride or if you're just bored at the house, want to go ride for a while. It's awesome. Yeah, and I, I want to uh, hit uh, fifty three thirteen sometime this month, if possible. It's a great day ride park for sure. I mean, if you want to go out and you know test your new setup and see if it's going to hold up, there's some stuff out there to play on and you'll know, give it a little beating. But it's, I definitely wouldn't plan a weekend or nothing like that around it. You know? Oh no, I just wanna. I've been doing a bunch of stuff to the Jeep to get it more reliable. Right. So if like you and Dwight want to end up rolling down there at some time next month for a shakedown, I would be down to do that. Yeah, that would uh, probably be doable. If I can, uh, the motor's actually out of mine right now. It's getting rebuilt. It got up to like two gallon or two quarts of oil a day. It was burning. And I was like, oh, yeah, I got to do something about this. Holy <laughs> shit. Still run strong as ever. It just burned a lot of oil. Oh. <laughs> Goddamn. Burn oil than no oil. Yeah. So now, <laughs> tell us a little bit about your story, how you got linked up with the Trail Trash guys. Hmm. I met um, Dwight 
through mutual friends. I'm, I really can't even remember how me and Dwight met one day, honestly. I think I friended him on Facebook or something. I was like, oh, he's he's got a Jeep. You know, cool. I'm going to friend him and see what's up. Well, we got to talking, and um, him and some buddies were having a party at one of his friend's house. And I was like, hey, man, you could care if I come over and hang out? He's like, yeah, dude, come on. So I met Dwight and all his friends and stuff like that, and we all hit it off pretty good. And we're like, oh, man, we, you know, we share a lot in common. We definitely stay in touch. And then um, he was getting his Jeep built and stuff like that. And we always talked back and forth. And, you know, we'd go ride here and there. And then we got to um, – he introduced me to Casey and Jonathan. So I met them through Dwight. And then, you know, that was always just, you know, hey, are y'all going riding this weekend? Y'all want to go riding this weekend? You know, what's y'all's plans? Let's go ride together. And it just kind of went from there. Well, that's pretty fun. Yeah, it's uh, – definitely met a lot of awesome people through it and – um, they're awesome people to know and they're really cool to hang out with and fun to be around and super knowledgeable people too that are always willing to help so I don't mean to be rude with asking this but are you officially part of Trail Trash or are you like that weird Toyota guy that they put in the corner <laughs> I think I'm the weird Toyota guy honestly well it must I, I would, be that rock and blonde mullet it's actually gone, man. I just cut it off a few days what? ago. Yeah. I just cut mine into a mullet. I guess I just took over for you. Uh, yeah. I'll, I'll trade seats with you. <laughs> I'll take it. But, uh, I, I don't know. I don't, I'm not trying to step on anybody's toes or nothing here, obviously, but it's, I don't know. Even if I rep the sticker, you know, I've, I've helped, um, get the word out, you know, always share their posts and, stuff like that and you always tell people about it and you'll try to bring more around it you know go check out the youtube stuff like that but i don't know i think i'm just the toyota guy honestly i'm the only guy without a v8 and i'm the only toyota so i'll just kind of be the black sheep it's no yeah. big deal they really like their whole <laughs> all their uh their ls swaps yeah are I, they all uh, autos i know you said you were a manual you're running a manual uh john moore's a manual okay i think he's got a NV5600. Don't hold me to that, but I know his is a manual. 5600. That's a big trend. What's he What's he run? Sorry, it's a 45. Is, I might be wrong. That sounds it may, Yeah, it may yeah. be a 45. Okay. But you don't see that very often. Yeah, no. Cause I just asked because they're always sharing your post, and they were sharing, what was it, uh, the Morris Mountain beatdown? Yeah. That was a... Uh, you put on a pretty good show for having like maybe four angry gerbils under the hood. Yeah, like sub seventy five horsepower. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I always joke that my Jeep's putting down one hundred and twenty five horsepower on a good day. So right. Then again, yeah. I've I've really never seen a Toyota lack power though. Like That's I mean, to a certain the transfer cases. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but anybody we've wheeled with, I've never seen them. Like, usually, obviously, they're a little bit under 40-inch tires, and I'm sure that helps with it. But you can make fun of that motor all you want. It's still kicking, and even, as he said, it was drinking oil and still running. I'm sure a 4-liter would, too, but... Eh. I, I really... It's obviously no... It's not an LS power, but um, I really can't complain. Yeah, there's a lot of gear into it. But with the 42s and the dual cases and the 538s, I can make wheel speed if I need it. I just don't have the, the constant wheel speed and you'll be able to catch another gear mid-pull. Mid yeah, you kind of have to pick your gear. Right. How? What's your transfer case? What's your final ratio out of the transfer case? Any idea? 
I calculated my final crawl ratio one day, and I I wish I could remember. I think it was around yeah. 200 to 1. Damn. What yeah. case is it? I'm going to go and do some nerd stuff. It's got 538s in the axles. It's got a 2.2 in the front case and a 4.7 in the rear case. Do you know what transmission it is? Uh, It's just a Toyota 5-speed transmission. I think like an R51, maybe. Time for nerd shit. Yeah. Well, while he yeah. does that, we can uh we can hop on something else. Um, fuck it. I'm gonna ask my question early this time. What's your favorite and worst DOT tire? My favorite DOT tire? Yeah. Um, honestly, man, I grew up on swappers. That was just always the thing everybody run with swappers. So I'll, I'll definitely have to say swampers. I do like the SCT Pros, though. Those are definitely a close second. I've actually got those on my Cherokee, and they've been on there for close to five years now. And they actually do really, really well off-road. And I know Jonathan and Casey have them on theirs, too, and they never seem to, you know, just absolutely struggle anywhere. The Coopers, yeah, right? I, yeah. 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 I've, I've had a lot of people run and, like, say that they love the SCT Pros. I've never personally ran them. Or been with someone like directly standing next to them running them, but I've heard good mm -hmm. things about them. Yeah, they yeah, seem to do really well for a, a close group DOT tire. Yep. Yeah, my buddy's Jeep's got 33, 12, 5, R15 STTs on it, and the math is in 220 to 1. So yeah, wow. that's pretty close. What are those case good. ratios, Luke? If you're looking, are you looking that up on a, uh, uh, the first gear ratio is 3.94, and he said 2.2 and 4.7. Four points. What the hell? Toyota case is a 4.7. Uh, Marlin Crawler gear. Oh. <laughs> I, I forgot about those guys. Okay. Damn, that's fucking insane. Now, is that like yeah. a like a twin stick sort of deal? How do those... What's the shift pattern on those look like, right? When you've got a doubler, um, like a 300 and a... And a crawl box in front of it it's usually one one for low high and the crawl box and then you pick the high range low range on the other one is it the same uh well the front case has got you know high low neutral mm -hmm. and then it's got your two-wheel drive full drive selection and then well no excuse me the two-wheel drive full drives on the rear case okay. but it's just a straight pattern you know you got high low neutral high low yep. neutral and then you got your two-wheel drive full drive selection okay so it's about the same yeah and uh, so, I always run my rear case in low, and my front case is, you know, if I'm if I need some, if I'm cruising down the road or cruising from trail to trail, I keep the front case in high. Or if I'm on something real technical, I'll put it in low. And with them both in double low and first gear, it'll turn itself over on a tree just idling. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's kind of cool. I definitely would appreciate having a little bit more gearing, but at the same time. The rig appears to be coming back to life, and I'm just gonna let it do its thing. Yeah. <laughs> See, you're used to the high, the high gearing, the low gearing. Once you get it, you won't go back. Yeah, I it's totally really nice having that. the option too, because like yeah. I said, my front case is where I have my options. I can run the front case in high and still crawl and ride the trails really easily. But if it's something steep or you know something I really can't roll back on, that's when I'll put the front case in high or in low and just break. And as soon as it starts pulling, I let out on the clutch, and it'll just do its thing. So, 
sounds like you have the crawl ratio to just hop out and watch your own rig do the crawling. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, so I've always wanted to do that. <laughs> We're going to dive off into the weeds a little here and talk about your steering setup. How is that mounted, and uh, do you have any of the specifics on it, or was it done when you bought it? Uh, it was done when I bought it. It's it's really it's about as simple as hydro, full hydraulic steering can get. It still has a tie rod. It has a bracket welded to the axle on the driver's side for the – It's a tr it's just like a tractor ram, you know, just the red tractor supply ram. Mm-hmm. And it's got a, a bracket on the axle mounted to the driver's side. And then it's got um, high steer arms. And like I said, it still has a tie rod. So it's just got a tab welded to the tie rod for the other end of the ram. And then it's a trail gear pump. <clears throat> I think it's actually <clears throat> a trail gear hydro assist pump. But it works just fine. I'm going to be honest. I have seen more insane crawling out of tractor supply rams than I care to admit because, like, they're just stupid and they fit and work. And then, yeah. um, what it's is like it? we were. Oh, sorry. It's like we were talking about earlier with, you know, with the, the 231 and the 30 flying chromoly stuff. You can go pick it up anywhere. Yeah. So if it That's dies, you it. go to the local hardware store and you can grab one. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, like, I'm not going to say anything because I've had far too many big plans and whatnot, but that might factor in if I were to do something else. Um, mm -hmm. On the Cherokee, if the Cherokee ever goes full hydro, it's just getting a Chad Bartley or PSC kit mm -hmm. because I'm lazy and I like it when stuff is able to easily be installed. Right. Did you do the back half yourself? No, I bought it. I've done very little to this thing. I know that sounds terrible, but when I bought it, it needed just it needed a little bit of love and I've, you know, I've repaired a few things and upgraded a few things, but the base of it has stayed the same. I've done I'm gonna, very I'm little sorry. suspension and build-wise and stuff like that to it. I'm going to be brutally honest though. A Fucking lot the of people guy on this podcast, I guess today. <laughs> A lot of people will shit on people that buy a rig on, but at this point in time, looking at everything else, I don't blame anyone ever for buying a quality mm -hmm. rig and knowing what they're looking at before they buy, because yeah. you save so much fucking money going that route. In time, man. If I had the time to build something from the ground up, I absolutely would, but... I just don't have the time. I'm out of town at work during the week, and I only get the weekends to do what I need to do, and that just really cuts into it. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. So now we did skip over one thing. What's your most hated DOT tire? Uh, I I really don't have – I don't know, man. I just – I can't say I have hate a hated it. one. What's, what's your only, least favorite? <laughs> uh, Patagonia. I mean, There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I, I believe that's a common consensus. Yes. <laughs> just, they just disappoint it, I've never seen one in person but any video I've seen it's just terribly disappointing to watch it do nothing <laughs> hmm. um, the best part is when you watch it aggressively do nothing yeah like it's trying so hard but it's just not going to happen <laughs> So, did you know that your name is very close to a serial killer's name just throwing that out there 
Did you know uh, that? I, I did not. Ed Kemper. Yeah, you've never heard of him? No. I, I'll give you. So he was a serial killer back in like California. I believe it was California. Um, and pretty much he had a mommy issue. And at the end, he ended up. <laughs> did, he did end up. He, like he took his his family cat. And he chopped the head off the cat and shoved it on a stick and then walked around his neighborhood with the cat on the stick because the reason he killed the cat was because it was his mom's favorite cat. <laughs> I'm sorry, Eddie. I didn't know that you were walking in on this. Um, at least you managed to get away from the raccoon facts for now. <laughs> oh, no, no. But yeah, his, his story is pretty wild, but I, I'm surprised that nobody's ever told you about him. Yeah. No, I've never heard that. That's a first for me. Oh yeah, well I'll I'll send you a link to his shit. It's pretty crazy. <laughs> yeah, I kind of want to dig into that now. <laughs> Don't get any ideas. <laughs> uh, it gets way worse. I will tell you right now. His mom's head comes off, and he does really weird things to that head. That's all I'm gonna say, man. It's <laughs> probably a mom, different podcast for that one. I think there's plenty of those me up. true crimes. Actually, this literally, I literally heard about this guy from a podcast. So you're absolutely right, Grant. There absolutely is. <laughs> So yeah, while well, you guys um, are listening to off-road podcast, I'm at work listening to the serial killer. Yeah. <laughs> Mom, come pick me up. I'm scared. <laughs> You'll have nightmares tonight. So, did you say? Wait, hold on one second. Did you say your rig is propane and turbo, or just propane? Is it no, it's, propane? it's actually fuel injected. Oh shit! So I know that a lot of people do go the route of the uh, propane turbo line of everything is that something mm -hmm. that you considered is it not is it kind of on the <sighs> radar what you thinking the fuel injections never gave me a problem so i mean it's one of those things i'm not gonna fix it if it's not broke and um the fuel system was done pretty well the tank was actually built around the cage so it's super clean fit and then until i see a need or a, a real want to go propane I, i'm just gonna leave it fuel injected all right and are you running an inline fuel pump off of that or is there a uh it's actually the factory Toyota pump in the tank. Oh, shit. That's cool. So, yeah, the, wh whoever built the, the fuel system and the tank and stuff put, put some time and some thought into it. That's why it, it's it's never crossed my mind to change it up. Gotcha. Hell yeah. And, yeah uh, don't touch it if it isn't broken. Exactly. <laughs> now, what made you go and swap out your, uh, your air shocks? Uh, the body roll was terrible, man. And, was um, that bad? Yeah, it was really bad. I, I could, if you take a turn, I mean, it would just, it'd, it'd put the air shock fully compressed if you went to take a turn. And I probably could have done some tuning with them and made them better and, you know, got some of the body roll out of it. But I just, I found the set of coolovers from a buddy of mine for cheap and they gave me a little more travel because the air shocks were 18 inch and I only had like three or four inches of up travel and it would bottom out in a hurry and you would feel it in your spine for days. <laughs> you just said only 18 inch of travel? They were 18 inch travel shocks, but I only had like three or four inches of up travel at ride height. That's, I was going to say, that's a goddamn massive shock. So if it's only <laughs> yeah. 18, but what size, uh, what size cold overs did you go with? They're 16s. Hell yeah. So, uh, yeah. It gained me some up travel and uh, it gave it a ton of stability too. The springs on it are actually quite heavy for its weight but they still flex really well and they hold the body as flat as it can be with the leaf springs so i, I oh. just i haven't messed with them honestly what are you running for springs? On, uh i think the bottom ones are 350 and the tops are 250 so like i said it's Shit. way yeah. way oversprung 
<clears throat> for the weight, but it helps keep the body from rolling and it still flexes fine. So I just, it's one of them things that's hard to fix if it ain't broke. <laughs> so, okay. That's so crazy. Earlier um, when yeah. I made the, the frame joke, I had yet to actually look at your rig to clarify. Now <laughs> looking at the rig, that was a really dumb fucking joke. <laughs> yeah, um, there's no frame to flex in the back. I'm there. thinking normal Yoda. <laughs> Usually I do a little bit better uh, research before hopping yeah, into no. these. And... So I'm going to break the third wall. To all the listeners, tonight was a total disaster to pull together, and it is nothing on Eddie. It was just <laughs> like, oh, wait, we moved our recording day. Crap. Uh, What the fuck do we do now? Oh, shit. Okay, well, we're recording. Yeah, wrap <laughs> everybody up. Here we go. Okay. So what'd you do with the old maroon Cherokee? She's gone to the wind, kicked her to the dirt, picked up a Yoda, haven't looked back. Uh, I still have it. It's uh, it's yard art, honestly. Okay. It's um, pretty enough to be yard art. Yeah, last time I took it out, it ate a hub assembly on the way home, and I just don't have any care to mess with it, honestly. Okay. <laughs> I need to get it going one day because it just sits in the yard, and I hate to see it go to waste, but when the time comes, it'll get fixed. It's not anything hard. It's just I don't have the motivation, honestly. That's fair. Toss it, toss it to the girlfriend or something. Let her wheel it. Yeah, that she's been on my ass about that, and I'm like, ah, oh, God, okay, I gotta do something with it now. Hell yeah, that'd be sick. Yeah, that was her thoughts too, and I was like, okay. <laughs> so have you stuck? On it. Have you stuck to the south and kind of like lower Midwest to go wheeling, or have you kind of traveled outwards or anything like that? Uh, the furthest north we've been is um, Kentucky. Went up to Black Mountain up there. We've been up there um, twice now. We go at least. We typically go up there, well, we typically take a, a week-long vacation and go wheel for a week. And the past two times, it's been Black Mountain. We've been talking about going to West Virginia to Good Evening Ranch and Ivy Branch. Those two spots up there for a week. But that's still in the works for this year. We haven't made a final decision, but I'd really like to go see both of those. Yeah, we heard that Good Evening Ranch was a pretty uh, pretty cool spot <laughs> to go check out. Yeah, Colton, a lot of people say it'll ruin uh, you because it's the closest you can get to West Coast wheeling in the East. They, they said everything up there is so much traction, it's unreal. Huh. So, Roush is like that. Yeah, Roush, Roush is City. this weird little thing because it's in between the clay slop of Kentucky and the. Um, Wow, the type of tree is escaping me, but the types of like forest wheeling that you do in New England where you're dodging trees, trees? left and right and pine huh? trees, oak, pine, oak, uh deciduous, I think. Uh would be the correct term for the majority what? of the forest. Yeah. That deciduous meant like just in your local area. It's like the trees are deciduous <laughs> where you the, came the from. local trees. <laughs> hey Siri, um, define deciduous. <laughs> <laughs> now, but like um in New England you're bouncing through trees and it's always this muddy slop fest and then like in Kentucky where we were wheeling last time, it was a disastrous like mixture of clay slop. Meanwhile, Roush is just like, yeah, the rocks here are moon rocks. You need like five PSI in the tires and you can go anywhere on any That's, tire. It's great. Yeah. See, I'd, I'd love to wheel something like that. I've never had the luxury of a lot of traction. It's always been, you know, southeast wheeling, you know, like you said, slopping around and dodging trees. <laughs> oh, yeah. To clarify, uh, deciduous is the complete wrong word. Just throwing it out there. Deciduous means something comes from a plant. 
like honey. Uh, no, honey's from a bee. Never mind. I'm talking maple syrup or like something like that. <laughs> no, sorry. All right, then that wasn't what I was thinking of. From what Wikipedia is uh, saying here, it's trees or shrubs that seasonally shed leaves. Oh, so uh, then I would be correct. I, I guess, but I the, guess. Leaves, the leaves at Roush also fall off, I think. Yeah, I just mean <laughs> that, like, if you're talking about Kish's place, <clears throat> the majority of the mud there is, like, ground up leaves and pigs. Oh, yeah, it, it's just Couch rotting, top. nasty crap. I guess, you know, in, in that sense, you're sort of right, but... Listen, yeah. man, I'm gonna take my little W and walk away with it. It makes <laughs> me feel better at night. Yeah, you used a big word. Poorly. Yeah. but <laughs> <laughs> Incorrectly, but we'll let it slide. <laughs> Listen, I used up my entire quota of big words in one trip, so leave me alone. <laughs> man. <laughs> So are you uh you excited for the the trail trash bash or meet and beat or whatever the heck they're calling it? Yeah, that's uh it's gonna be interesting to say the least. There ought to be a lot of carnage and beatdowns. There's shit excited. I for can it. tell you, you're probably not gonna get beatdowns, but I'm definitely gonna be there for it. Why are eh, you gonna, the, more spectators are always welcome. Yeah, yeah, my rig just kind of falls apart. You'll so. beat it down. It just won't be very exciting. Yeah, no, it's going to blow up in the parking lot like at Harlan. <laughs> so it'll be a really cool culture shock for me because I have yet to go down south for wheeling. So oh, my God, dude. Actually, I haven't, like, I've gone to Florida. That's about it. I didn't, like, I think I was in um, fucking Georgia. What's the big city in Georgia? Atlanta. 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 I was in Atlanta for a little bit. Like, I met, met up with my, like, uncle and aunt and shit, but, like, I never got to actually really experience the South. So, this will be my first time going to the South, and now I get to wheel with some, like, actual local Southern guys. This will be pretty fucking cool. So, I'll get, like, and a nice culture shock of all Correct that. me if I'm wrong, but you're also going to be here for a couple of days, right? Uh, me or them? You. Well, depends. I think we're leaving early enough that if we decide to say fuck it and shotgun some Red Bulls, we'll be down a day early. Or if things blow up catastrophically, we're crying on the side of the road. We have an extra day for that. So, yeah. well, I, you I guys need plan. to figure that out uh, and let me know because I, if you guys are going to be down a day early, we can go out and we can do some uh, southern cultural, like things. Zaxby's. Yeah, speak. <laughs> hey, tell the motherfucker about Zaxby's. Is it good or is it bad? Uh, I don't care for it personally. Oh fuck me. <laughs> I, I, hold on, hold on. I, I used to like it, and then over the past couple years, I've totally just grown away from it. Their their portions have gotten smaller, and it just, I don't know, it doesn't taste the same to me. Can we talk about the Lord's Chicken? Yeah, God, yeah. Okay, so you two can go to Chick-fil-A, but Casey's taking my ass to Zaxby's, all right? That's fine, that's fine. <laughs> oh, we'll shit. be enjoying some quality chicken. You guys are munching on a plywood board. <laughs> oh, is it that bad? Is it really? It's not that good, dude. The Lord's yeah. chicken. You, you got to get them side by side. And do a comparison. Dude, we're going to have to literally sit down and have a side by side comparison. That's going to happen. Zaxby's Chick-fil-A. Can we uh, DoorDash to AOAA or wherever we're going? AOAP or whatever the fuck it's called? AOP? AOP. You, you just combined two parks, but it, yeah. I don't cool. fucking know, right? <laughs> I'm a Jesus. I'm dyslexic, so I'm surprised <laughs> I even got him in the right order. Fuck. <laughs> Richie. Yes, sir. 
Give us some. Give us something to. Give us something, something to bite on. What's going on with you? Well, I got my Cherokee to stop doing the engine bouncing, surging, whatever you want to call it. It just well, idles. Impressive. Fourteen hundred RPMs now. Okay, well that's just TPM. You can fix that. Yeah. Or TPS, whatever you want to. I don't know. Yeah. So I, I'm very excited. One step at a oh, time. Oh, it's gonna. You're just gonna drive it down for the trail trash bash, right? Well, it's ready to beat now. I don't think anything else was wrong with it, right? Uh, just U joints, really. Oh, I, I got to go through and do the U. Because I, I know uh, the last time I had it in the woods, uh, they were making really, really cool popping. Yeah. That's so, normal. Taylor taught me that there is a place that you can buy two of them. For fifty-four dollars on Amazon, that's expensive. For usually, I pay forty-two. Yeah, what, China, like what Chinese brand are they? <laughs> no, those are, uh, those no, are they're spicers. spicers. Those are spicers. Oh, okay, yeah, that's yeah. pretty good then. I mean, then again, this was also before COVID. I haven't really fucked yeah. up. Yeah, had to buy Damn. new U joints in probably a year now. Amazon yeah. usually got good deals on the SPLs, which are the yeah. Ones you want. So to give you an idea, Cody. Uh, my U joints. I went through and compared them on the Amazon cart, just for shits and giggles. Um, getting ready to go to Harlan, my U joints cost twenty dollars oh, yeah. more per. Actually, four wheel parts has them for thirty bucks right now. Shit. For a pair? Yeah, for the pair. God damn, that's dirt cheap. Yeah, hell, order a few of them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but you you are correct. Um, it does look like they bumped up about. Eighteen dollars or so. I I was probably paying forty six to be honest with you. I don't know. It was it was in the range of forty. So, but yeah. I'll send you this link, Richie, because shit, that's a damn good deal. Oh fuck! I'll order them off as soon as I'm off the podcast. Hell yeah! But, but yeah, uh, I mean that's better oh, than Cody doing it on the podcast. Fuck you! <laughs> fuck you too, bud. <laughs> in a week or two, once I get my uh, tax return in. And then I'm going to go through and just start fixing oh, all the stupid shit on the Jeep. You know, dude, like I almost, owed. I almost owed for taxes. That would have sucked. I owe every year. <laughs> God damn. What are you, 1099ing? No, I'm file single, no dependents. I mean, I, I don't know. A single guy always gets screwed on taxes, it seems like. See, I always, I always claim for us it's zero, which means it's like you, I don't know, pretty much they take the most out. And I usually get a decent chunk back, but I don't know what I fucked up last year because this year I went no, in. And last like, year was just brutal, dude. Yeah, no, last year sucked for everybody. I was unemployed for ninety percent of that. Never mind. You're right. That's biggest portion of it. Yeah, I was just gonna say, could it be because you weren't working? Yeah, I think it might have been. And okay, so to clarify, my last thing that I said about the U joints that was thirty dollars for one. Never mind. Uh, oh, so then like. Well, $52 for the pair is not a bad deal. No, no, that's not bad at all. I'm going that route. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but and the best part is they're Amazon Prime, so they show up in two days. Yeah. I was well, going to talk about Toyota axles and their, what are they, berths or something like that? What the fuck are they called? Field. No, that's the hubs. Is that the hub or is that the, yeah, is that the huge one? Fuck those things. Why well, yeah. I mean, if we're going to be honest here, the man has clearly realized the error of the Toyota ways and Correct. is part of the Spicer Club. So I don't know if he's the best guy to talk to about those. 
<laughs> I've actually never wheeled freaking Toyotas. I wheeled yeah. them for less than three hours, and that uh, that wasn't even enough to justify saying I wheeled it. Huh. So, yeah, I was going to say, I was going to bring it up, but he's on tons, so I guess that's not a fair thing to bring up. Um, Nobody wants I mean, to work on Burfields. I just he would prob- he's the first Toyota guy we've had, so, like... But he's a Toyota maybe. guy that still had an XJ, so does it really count? I mean, yeah. Toyotas are like XJs. They're just all kind of garbage. What made you yeah. go for the Toyota this time versus, like, you know, doing a Comanche or something like everybody does? Uh, like I said, honestly, I, I just found it. I found it cheap, and I wanted something, you know, trailer queen, trail only, not roadworthy. So it didn't matter so, what it was. It just you know fit the bill. Yeah, that's pretty much it. And like I said, it was the right price, and I was in a position to buy it. So I said, "Yep, that'll do." And I really can't complain about it at all. I've had super minimal breakage, and it's just it's treated me so well I can't stand it. <laughs> I'll probably cry the day I get rid of this thing if I ever do. Yeah, I mean, it seems like you take it out frequently, and you know you just do little changes here and there. Yeah, and it, it takes whatever I give 9% of the time. <laughs> yeah, I wish I could say the same. Luke could probably chime in on that as well. Both of us. That's kind of that's kind of why I like the small motor. You know, got that low power yeah. reliability. Yeah, true. You don't. I don't have to worry about blowing drive shafts out or anything like that. It's always just yeah. axle bits. Yeah, I, I've is. actually last time I had it out at AOP, I actually broke a front drive shaft U joint, and it was in a really really bad bind. I was like, something's about to give, and I hope it's not a transfer case. Mm. <laughs> But it just it split a it still got factory Toyota U joints for the drive shafts. Yeah, what so, size I mean, are those? Are those thirteen tens or smaller? Or? I, I think they're just a fuzz smaller than a thirteen ten. Mm. Uh, they're so funny story about this. They are a touch bigger. Are they? Because I got them and they're in between a thirteen thirty and a thirteen ten U joint mm-hmm. size. Weird. Good to know. But that doesn't necessarily mean... Uh, right, a 1330 is just a... Is it a 1310 that's wider? Yeah, it's just a 1310 with a bigger X. I think so the cap size is a little different in them. On a 1330? I'm not sure. I don't remember. Or is that a 1350 and a 1310 that the cap size is just a fuzz different? A 13, yeah, 1350 is like a bigger X and a bigger cap. But I think a thirteen thirty yeah. is like a weird, like no, mis- they've got a bigger um, little bastard bigger cap. I don't know if they are because I've also up. dealt with this. That messed uh, me up 13, on my thirteen thirty is a sixty thousandths bigger cap, so it's only thirty aside. It's not a lot. Okay, right. It's yeah, just makes barely sense. bigger because I had that's what messed me up on the. 205s it had 1330s and i didn't actually put a cap up next to it to see i just looked at it and i was like yeah it looks like the 1310 i have but i didn't look at it with wise and that's where it yeah. fucked me because i was looking for that cap size not the width of it and it uh, by the way graham yeah. on a minor side note to that i got the uh drive shafts all ready to go so that's going in this week nice yeah yeah, those if we're going to talk about 1310 sucking, yeah, it rusted itself, and they're pretty good. 
had to use a press to get them to move. <laughs> Shit. Uh, and this is like an Adams drive shaft that's like two years old. Oh, I mean, I put that thing through hell, though. Is that, it's is only that getting one, one new U joint. And it got a Moog special. It didn't oh, even get, like, anything nice. <laughs> yeah, it should be fine. Be okay. until, until it's not. Yeah. Well, that's when you address it, when it blows yeah. up. Yeah. Yeah, well, let's be honest here. That Jeep needs 1350s. I mean... If it it's runs, halfway there. Yeah. I don't know. My thinking, and I, I wish I had done 1350s all the way around, but I, like I said, I fucked myself, and I did 1310s to sort of match what I had in the front on the 50, and the rear is a 1350 on the axle side, Flange. but the, um, you know, the to the transfer case, it's a 1310, because it was a 231, and my thinking at the time was to just leave it with that orientation I had, because then I could take any end or take my spare shaft, which I no longer have, Luke has it, uh, and I could just throw that in. But now that I'm looking at it, I probably should have just done 1350s all the way around, because finding a, a 1310 yoke for a 205 is not that easy. It, you could find them, but you can't just search 1310 205 yoke, because you just you won't get it. You'll get 1330s, 1350s, and it's just a mess. That's just God's way of saying you need to go ahead and upgrade while you're there. Yeah. Unfortunately, <laughs> it, it was like, it was too little too late. I already had to be, uh, where were we going? I don't know, what trip was that that I was putting that in? I don't know. I think I'd already missed one like little trip, and I wanted to get something in before we went down to Roush. So You were putting that together for Roush. I was, and I think we got a Ma Bell run in like, a little bit beforehand, which was good, because it was a shakedown. I found a couple things I needed to fix. Well, that's why I'm trying to get them to go to 5313. If I can go to 5313 like, you know, last weekend of April, that would be nice. Yeah. That way I've got a couple weeks before the meet and beat. Uh, last weekend of April is the 30th. Yeah, that's, uh, we'll be at Choco that weekend. There you go. Okay. There's a uh... They have a, a master motor event every year there, and it's usually a pretty big turnout and plenty of stuff to stuff to watch and good spot for beatdowns and races and stuff like that. It's always a good time. I might just go putts around there and go watch some racing then. That sounds like a damn good time. Yeah, it's a super accessible park too. You can get to all the all the hard shit. There's pretty much a main trail that runs all the way along the bottom of the mountain. And you can just ride that trail and take a left, go up a trail, come back down, ride a little further, take a left, go up a trail, and you can see pretty much everything from the bottom. So, I mean, even if you did break something, you could putt around there and two-wheel drive if you needed to. Wait. Also, I've never been to Alabama, so I might as well go to Alabama. Uh, you're not missing much. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I get that, but, like, I kind of... There's a little part of me that enjoys just going to random states and spending some time there. Yeah. Um, like, there's nothing to see in Indiana, but I'm kind of glad I've been to Indiana. It's just corn and more corn. <laughs> <laughs> Texas was a blast. You know, just stuff like that. Yeah, see I'm the sure world a little it, bit. 
And if it's going to Choco or Morris, you know. Morris is in Alabama, right? Yeah, Morris is about 45 minutes south of Choco. It, they're pretty much right above each other. That's not bad. No. And you could even you could go ride Morris for a day, hit pretty much everything at Morris, and you know, enjoy a day there. And then in the evening, you can pack up and go to Choco and spend, you know, Saturday or Sunday there and then truck home. So it's, it's really not bad if you want to do one one day and the other the next. They're within driving reason. Shit, That's sweet. I was going to say, maybe you could set something up for that, Luke, so you get to get – we'll see a little boat – oh, my God, can't even talk. Blech. Best of both worlds doing that. Yeah. Dude, there's so much wheeling around here. It's fucking nuts. All right. Well, Eddie, what's your favorite park of all these parks? Luke, you know, he's going to need some, you know, a list of priorities here. I think we've, yeah. we've hit on this with the other guys. I think we've asked. Yeah, AOP is probably my favorite. AOP and Choco are definitely my two favorite. Windrock's really awesome, but it's just so spread out, and it takes so long to get to places, and you could be, you know, 20 miles back in the woods, and, I mean, it's just, it's hard to get out there and beat on something that far away from camp. <laughs> yeah. No, that's, that's true. That's back of your mind. Yeah, like AOP's awesome. You can be at the parking lot for, in AOP in 15 minutes from just about anywhere in the park. Yeah, that's Shit. that seems like it's desirable even for you guys very right our only experience or at least my only experience down there has been black mountain and that's yeah. not too bad but like we were driving around for the first 30 40 minutes looking for the rocks we're like where are the rocks where are they and we did eventually we did find them but you know it's just it's a little bit of a trek and i know we yeah, yeah. So next time that we go sorry next no, time we go go ahead we're definitely going down to the meth entrance and hitting the bottom of the park and going to the top and leaving. Yes, I was just about to ask which side y'all stayed on because if you stay, I think it's the Putney side, it's a pretty long trek through the access trail to get up to, you know, the main junction, I guess you would call it. Yep. Yeah. I think that's where we were. It it definitely takes more time on that side. Yeah, and all of our rigs are close enough to streetable that it's a 10-minute drive on the road to get to the other access point. Yeah. So I would rather do that next time, even if we have a cabin. Like, don't get me wrong. For a night ride, the way that we went in and out was probably the best way, just because it's like, you know, I, I, I beg to differ, but that's for different reasons. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Listen, my girlfriend begs to differ, too. Yeah. <laughs> just to go night wheeling because of that, but yeah. You drive it out of like basically one wheel. Yeah, it was fun. One one wheel with traction. Yeah. Jesus. It's always a good time. Yeah. It was it was it was something. It was a good weekend. I, I like Black Mountain a lot too. Like you said, it's just it's a little spread out, but there's a lot of good stuff up there too. Yeah, that's sort of what frustrates me the most is I we I blew up before we actually found the really cool stuff. Like, oh, and you didn't get to see I, it, Luke. You didn't even get to see like uh, Lion's Den or anything like that. It was just, it was a blast. Did you go? Uh, oh no, you left Luke for um. I left Sunday around twelve because yeah. my Jeep was literally just not running. Yeah, before we actually went to, uh, what's the other trail that we took? Uh, it's a pretty notorious one. Um, 
fuck, why can't, why can't I think of the name? It's the one Josie and Colin were talking about in that episode a few weeks ago. Um, Mason Jar? Mason Jar, yep. Uh, that was Well, that I got like to blast. see more at night than I got to see during the day. Yeah. That's typically I how it goes. There. Oh, sorry. That's about how it goes. You, you cover more ground at night than you do during the day for some reason, I've come to find. Hmm. Yeah, I wonder, so, I wonder why that is. Isn't What was it? Um... <laughs> Are you part of Team Tippy Cow? Yes. Okay. Tippy Cow is where it's at. <laughs> Tippy Cow. <laughs> is Tippy Cow that things. good? Uh, it's 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 so it's dangerous. It's just so easy to drink, and it'll sneak up on you in a hurry. It's one of the things. Like if you're looking at something, you're like, man, I don't know if I can do that. Take a little bit of that, give it twenty minutes. You're like, yeah, I got that. Tippy Cow <laughs> to the rescue. Yep. Keeps the fun going. Tippy Cow makes you a hero. <laughs> or a zero really quick. <laughs> well you can be a you can you can fail on that and keep trying. That's what a couple guys were doing at um Oh my bed. god, it was <laughs> One guy tried three times, rolled the same way every time. It was hilarious. This guy like would stand on it and like get totally denied. The tree would catch him as he went over. They would winch him back over, and he would back out, reposition, and it stand is, yeah. on it again, and catch the tree the same way. We watched. You gotta roll. appreciate the effort. Oh yeah, he was trying really hard. Just wasn't his night. <laughs> Maximum effort. I think his first try was the closest with that one. He almost had it. Like the fronts were there; they weren't moving, but they were right there. If he had just, I don't know what you, more traction. Are you talking um, about the top of rail bed above the waterfall there? No, at the waterfall in rail yeah. bed. And it, it had uh, okay. just rained. It was a, just a sloppy mess. Oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, Curtis Barons, I don't know if you know who that is, but, you know, the dude used to be cool. Now he's not cool. Well, well uh, that's to be determined. We don't oh, know if he isn't cool yet. In. Well, that's Cody's gig. Um, I'm trying. <laughs> trying. Okay. So... We got him to roll his Jeep there, and that was quite entertaining. Jason Ramsey rolled his rig there. Um, Colin decided, Did shockingly. Make it? Jason? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Jason made it up. Okay. Um, But, you know, shockingly, we managed to, like, keep Colin corralled, and he didn't try it, which no, is... I mean, he saw Curtis and Jason roll on it, and, you know... Still along, Maybe that single like, brain cell had a little neuron activity. Yeah, it just that <laughs> was just a guaranteed flop. I mean, without a the right wheelbase and the right the horsepower, there's just no way. I wouldn't have made it up. Now, I would really like to have seen someone small, like one of those baby buggies or a moon buggy, try it that night. Mm. That would have been entertaining. Um, or what is it? Nick Jonard's little baby buggy would be interesting to see there as well. Yeah, I don't know if he'd have the horsepower for that, though. Oh, no, he's keeping the 4 all right? Yeah. Yeah, so maybe. That actually is probably, that's, that's a good contender. You know, entertainment is always interesting, and he's got 37s, but it'd also be entertaining to watch him blow a Dana 30 clean out of the rig. Hmm. I like seeing Dana 30s go full sin. 
Uh, I mean, <laughs> sometimes they take it, sometimes they don't. It's uh, it's fifty fifty. It, it's either balance. really cool or really sad. Yeah. The 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 most Dana thirty action I think I've ever seen was this guy. I think he was open open. He was with us at a uh, field and forest, and it was on thirty fives. Like it, it wasn't a like a little rinky dink rig with like thirty threes trying to go through the stuff open open, and uh, I mean he had a little bit of work done to it. It was all really cheap, like typical Cherokee shit. But he followed yeah. us through everything. And he actually had, I had an issue, I got my, one of my calipers got clipped by a rock, it did some funky shit, I lost brakes for a second, so after that I was kind of like, I didn't know, at the time I didn't know that it happened, I just know that I had lost brakes randomly and then got them back, and that's sketchy. Um, <laughs> like, I, I, I don't know, I just pushed the brake pedal a bunch, and then it fixed itself, and we were like, oh, uh, okay, well, we'll, we'll go with that. But we'll address guy, that later. Yeah, this guy went through... 35s open open followed everything that I had done didn't break and you know he he surpassed where I was without needing to winch or do anything he was just slamming on this thing and it was impressive like kid can drive <laughs> it's hard to beat a good Cherokee beat down especially if it's open like that yeah and it's that's just, the it's only always, way. it's always impressive it's like god how the fuck did it just do that that, that's the only way you can keep those front U joints alive is if you don't have that, if you don't have it locked. I, yeah, I, they got nothing to lose, you know. It's yeah. just although I don't know, Cody. How often do you lose U joints? I know you've got those almost so, alloy things, but I did a lot when I was dealing with the junkie shafts because I was just like, I'm guessing it's just from stress. I was wallowing out the the cap holes, if you will, mm -hmm. um, or I guess you guys what do you call them, the ears on the actual. Uh, Yep. Axle shafts. But ever since I put caps onto it, uh haven't really had any problems since. Um Yeah, I noticed I, you haven't swapped them. Not that we've wheeled recently, but uh you haven't been swapping them in those times that we have. So Yeah, because most of the time it literally was I was just flinging the caps or actually now ninety nine percent of the time it was just I flung a cap, didn't realize it, then I had the extra space to move and then I was just snapping them from there. Yep. But I also wheel wicked conservatively. Like I don't wheel like a jackass, and I think that plays a part in it. Um, Just put a tack on your caps. I know. Yeah, but everybody says you can cook the grease that way. Yada yada yada. Who cares? So, grease is you no, know, it doesn't last forever, anyways. Yeah, one little tack ain't gonna hurt nothing. Ain't gonna get it hot enough to cook the grease in there. It might Correct. get a little warm, but it won't. You'll have some it, in other places. That's the whole point of the tack. Yes, if you did a circle around the entire fucking thing. <laughs> yeah, you'd have no more grease, but it'll re eh. re reconfigure itself. That's what the plates are for now. Uh, I'm yeah, never that's... gonna buy them again, but I have them, so pretty much just go from there with that. But no, do you? Yeah. Does it tell you to tack the caps underneath that? I guess that that does that job. It's just in a more roundabout way, and it um, also strengthens the ears a little bit, but. It doesn't really say much. It literally just comes in a package and it's like, figure it the fuck out. Uh, we did like tacks around the outside and then just on the actual side, like the round side, we did like a pretty good like beat across it just because that's the most likely to have interference with other things. Mm -hmm. So like in the inside, as it rotates through, if we just had it tacked and it happened to just catch like if the uh, the inner shaft caught with the, st the stub, 
then it would probably just break right off. So we just put a little extra just to make sure that it's solid for sure. So yeah. Now what what kind of plates are you talking about? So I'm specifically talking about the Iron Rock almost alloys. <clears throat> they were like forty bucks for eight small pieces of bent metal. Worst decision ever. <laughs> but I have them now, so we just took down the measurements and going. But but yeah, talk about those and they're stupid. They really are. Those guys are making an absolute killing. They sell like five of those and they've made their quota for sure. Could probably cost them all of maybe five bucks to do. So in, in ten minutes to cut them, probably if that. Uh, it's, if yeah. that, it's just a D, right, with like two yeah. little notches. You uh, well, it, it has the hole in the center in case you have a greasable U joint. Or not oh, even well, actually. Would it why be would greasable you do that? on the cap? No, it wouldn't because it'd be greasable in the center. No, some of them are. Some of them are greasable. Oh, okay. The cap. But either but, way, I don't know why somebody would. We use it as like a like an, almost like a tack on the inside to tag it straight to the cap. Um, but yeah, they look like little D's with just flaps on the side. It's all it is. It's interesting. I've never seen those. Oh, well, that's because you got big boy, big yeah, boy axles on a, on a big axle. <laughs> yeah, I, I will. I will Cherokee for a long time. This is my first one ton rig, and I was always you know Cherokee on thirty fives whenever we did something. So uh, I've lived that life. <laughs> I'm surprised you never saw these then, because from what I know, I they're pretty they're... common up here. I I've I think heard about sees them, them. And Jeremy uses them. Yeah, he was the main reason what made me think to get them was Jeremy. I don't hate them, but I definitely don't love them. I knew about them, but I was like, I don't. I'll just tack the caps. If it breaks, I'll just I'll use another shaft. I've got like three of them. At that time, <laughs> yeah. right? He just had more. He just threw them in. It was yeah. not a huge deal. I, I know I never heard of them, Cody, until you started talking about them that day. You were literally on the podcast. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck you're doing not paying attention like that, boy. I'm going to have to come up there and beat you senseless. I hope you do come up here and beat me senseless. <laughs> fuck! He misses you. <laughs> but, yeah, we were on the same podcast together, so I heard about them at the same time you did, to be fair. Well, you guys had... Well, there was a podcast that, that you I guys mean. learned about those things? Jeremy. Yeah. Jeremy was the one that brought them oh, up. Oh, yeah. okay. I knew what they were, back. but I never, yeah, oh. I never heard somebody actually like, have to come up there and beat you too, Graham. Yeah. Well, I don't, think, I don't keep all. track of these. I knew about them before we even started this thing. I just Look, didn't ever I use them. I get my beating first. <laughs> get <in> line. <laughs> well, you're well, closer, so yeah, you can. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to drive by beat you, so... <laughs> Some weird masochism going on right now. I don't know how comfortable I am. Listen, we're talking to a Toyota driver. It's gonna obviously no, be no, no. He has a Cherokee. He started with Cherokees. He just got. He wanted something no, else. No, 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 no. The thing that got him the popularity and the notoriety is that stupid red Toyota. <laughs> I don't know. His Cherokee looks pretty cool. He had a big dumb stinger on it at one point. It looks like. Yeah, yeah a big well, boner bar on the front. Of that's a high school thing. Bar. Yeah. I had one for the longest time. It's on a Toyota now, actually. I think, unless uh... it still is. No, it oh, still nice, is. Nice. Yep, I'm glad it's still, it's still there. living its best life in the front of a vehicle. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was always Cherokee guy, though. This is the first and only, well, the first Toyota I've actually had and kept. But I, I really can't say anything about. it. I was always, you know, hardcore Jeep. You know, Toyota sucks. Uh, so I'm just like, <laughs> Damn it, kind of hard to beat Toyota at this point. Yeah. Yeah. I wheel the guy that I wheel has a bunch of Toyota guys too. Yeah, hey, it still ran really good. It just used a lot of oil, man. 
<laughs> hey, I can't say anything because, like, yeah, four liters are great motors. I know how to swap them in and out in less than eight hours if I pull the transmission with it. Yeah. The, the simplicity of this, too, I can have the motor out and on the ground in, like, an hour if I really get on it. Yeah. for it, I think, It's uh, so nice. Cody, Richie, and myself had the last four liter that came out out in an hour and 15. Yeah. yeah. Roundabout, yeah. I spent more time getting it back together because I put a new manifold on it and stuff like that. You know, all the usual Cherokee bullshit. Yeah. And it's about four and a half hours to get it back in and reconnected and running. I'll time <laughs> myself when I put mine back in. It won't be reconnected, though, because there's too much other shit. Well, fix that, Graham. Yeah, I know. I'm still I'm actually enjoying having the motor out of mine. Yeah, no, it's, I mean, it's, don't get me wrong. It's been nice because I get to address all that shit on the inside. I cleaned everything up, but. Yeah, that's, that's what I've been doing the past two weekends. I've cleaned up all my wires and relocated my battery and cleaned up a bunch of wires on the inside, too, and under the engine bay, new switch panel, distribution blocks, all that good shit. So I don't, I don't have. 10 hot wires coming off my battery yeah, post just, now it's a, a little neater yep <laughs> and i'm i'm getting there i just had to you know i don't have, i don't have that front frame section you have so it's mm -hmm. i've been essentially building a frame i think i've taken a few pictures and thrown them around but uh yeah it, it's been a it took way too long especially yeah. so we have a plasma Ooh. cutter which would have made it take two seconds but we don't have a compressor right now because the wiring in the wall burnt out uh <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so no compressor means no air tools, no plasma cutter, no nothing. So I had to angle grind all these fucking pieces and stick them all in there and hole saw the holes so I could, uh, you know, I'd throw tube. I, I'm putting uh, shock hoops in at the same time. For a while there, I was kind of like neck and neck with um, uh, John, I think, as he was doing his, and he's long since pulled away um, <laughs> they they devote a lot of time to that man some of the hours they pull working on that shit there's no way yeah him and casey both they they spend tons of hours in that shop and it shows at the end of the day mm -hmm. i mean it's it's all coming together squeaky clean and as right as it can be but dude they devote a lot of time <laughs> yeah yeah it looks like my bender has been putting in some work yeah i noticed that they had a that that front end came out sick on their rig yeah it did I was actually talking to Jonathan the other day whenever I was cleaning up these wires. I was like, you should be proud. And he's like, yes, very proud. Because he's so meticulous and everything's clean and right on his shit. And mine's just kind of zip-tied and electrical yeah. taped together. Yep. <laughs> For a while I had a um, – I was using – I'm a big fan of the – or I was a big fan. I don't do it anymore. But, you know, extension cords come with three wires bundled in uh -huh. a really nice package. Mm -hmm. you know, you're trying to run something, you just throw an extension cord in, cut at the ends, you know, strip around all the uh, the shielding, and, and just yep. pop it up. I hate it here. Please don't pick me <laughs> That's up. That's ridiculous. <laughs> uh, uh, hey, hold on. I actually just pulled an extension cord out of mine yesterday. Yes. It's been, there. <laughs> it's been there since I bought it. I never knew what the hell it ran to, and I'm like... Fuck it, whatever it's running, it's running. So I'm just going to leave it be, and then I've got to clean up the wires. I'm like, I need to figure out what this is doing. It's a very clean packaging uh, solution. I mean, yeah. if you get, you can it spend extra great. money. 
and get the uh, the non-orange ones because orange looks a little tacky. I didn't care. Very. I, I had yeah. like three orange extension cores in there <laughs> that I pulled out a few years ago. They're gone, but... Hold on a second. I thought... Okay, correct me if I'm wrong. Normal extension cords, you have your ground neutral power, and when you strip them, there's just one solid copper wire in the center. No. It's not like nope. the strand. It's strands. Okay. Okay, so I mean every single like okay, all right. I mean I guess yeah, it's different uh, than house wiring then I've never yes, I haven't pulled apart. House I, haven't, I haven't pulled apart extension cord in a long time. But like when I wire up an outlet at work, like it's not a bunch of strands wrapped around like it's just one copper wire that comes out. So Okay, yeah, well, that's I've, fair because it's yeah, what? It's, ten gauge or something? F that. Mm, or is it a little smaller than that? It's probably like twelve. Yeah. Maybe, okay. maybe a little maybe smaller. Fourteen. Yeah. It, it's decent enough to run accessories on. Yeah. Like I so what you're telling me right is to complete the look, I need to use an extension cord to wire my hellas in? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Okay. You can get like when a premium black. Agent Luke. When did you buy hella horns? I don't have hella horns. <laughs> what the fuck do you mean by hellas? What the fuck else is a hella? It's a light. They make lights. Yeah. Hella makes lights? What? Yeah, yeah they make really yeah, where nice the fuck horns. you been? Dude, all I've ever known is uh, hella horns. Oh no, I'm debating whether I want to have the Mickey Mouse look with them mounted on the cowl, or if I want to have them mounted on the uh, front bumper stubs. I'd put them on the oh, bumper. God, you might as well have done KCs and put them on top of your roof. Honestly, that's Jesus. not a bad point, though. Uh, with the smiley face covers. Yes, yeah, yeah. yes, throwback yeah. <laughs> yeah. to CJ vibes and shit. <laughs> if you bring up a good point, Luke. For the external stuff, like if you have to run something on like a pillar, uh, maybe it's not. I don't know. I think depending on what you're doing, an extension cord could be right for the job uh, if you're running something outside. Yep. Right? You get one of those weather. I actually hate it for the idea of if it was like running up the pillar of my cage. Yeah, it's, I could it's, get a blue one and just... Right? And you yeah. can put heat shrink on the ends and then you don't have to worry about like shit getting in there and... I mean, not that the wires are going to get messed up, but it's just not going to get caked full of dirt. And you don't but, have three individual wires running up or whatever, you know? I suppose that might be a decent project for me to get done before the meet and beat. Lights? Yeah. Camera? Yeah, you'll probably want those. On the other hand, though, like, I also want my relationship to continue, so I don't know if I'm going to be able to be driving for the night ride because uh, Graham petrified my woman <laughs> to the point where she will... It wasn't my fault. <laughs> it... <laughs> it was kind of her fault because she trusted you to not have that <laughs> She was in the worst vehicle <laughs> to possibly be in. <laughs> well, when the night ride comes around, we'll hand you the camera. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll let you get the shenanigans. I've I've already come to the conclusion that I'm gonna be full time cameraman because I'm not bringing my rig. So like I'm well, gonna Caitlin's clear my gonna be phone. doing the night ride. You know. I don't. Uh, well, we're not wheeling her jeep. That is not happening. <laughs> for doing uh, that, we're the other picking. thing that I can bring to the table is I'm an excellent spotter. And you're so, excellent there's no spotting at night. There's no you're wow. talking over people, you rat bastard. <laughs> I was finishing up what I was saying, you fucker. Anyways. That's why I, I'm a good spotter. If we're going to play in a wheel, then I'm probably just going to fucking put my Jeep together and fucking run that thing down. And then we'll just beat the living shit out of that and then like ship it back in a U-Haul or something. We'll I don't borrow, know. borrow Miguel's um, gooseneck and we'll put both our Jeeps on it. Colin can take his Jeep down with his trailer 
and boom. There you go. Gotta, Wait, he's got a fifth wheel. Why not borrow the fifth wheel, put your two Jeeps behind it, and then use your brand new shiny new truck? Well, then I have to put money Colin. into that shit. It also probably needs a lift pump because it's been defueling a couple times on the highway, so I don't know. Defueling? I mean, it just, uh, and that's probably not the word. I don't know diesel shit yet. It's, um, it'll, it'll hit a point and the computer won't be happy. I don't have a fuel pressure gauge, so I can't see what it's actually at, but it'll sit at like 60, 65, and I can't get it to, it, there's no throttle response. So it's the computer is cutting it and the injection pump isn't running enough because of something going on. I don't know what it is because I can't see what's happening. Um, huh. But working on that. Other than that, it's been awesome. And yeah, eventually we'll get there. But do the fifth wheel thing. It's gonna be sweet when you get there. I'm pretty excited for that. Yeah, it's been a fun truck. It's gonna be more fun once you get a little bit more power going through it. Yeah, I'm not really concerned about it right now. I gotta keep the 47 RE happy. Cool. Must Wait, be a second you... gen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If you find me, I, uh, somebody finds me a, a 5600, I'll swap it in. But I don't know. Even a 4500 uh, works well in those. Yeah, but like, if I'm going to swap it, I'm not going to put in a 4500. I've got a 4500. They come factory. Yeah, well, so does a It's a good transmission. It's not. A, yeah, you're right, but if I'm going to put a fifth wheel on it, I'm going to fucking put a transmission that's more geared for towing. It's got that extra gear. I don't know. It makes sense to me. I don't. I really don't understand that, Graham. That's like <laughs> going way overboard. Like... <laughs> Mister, I'm gonna wheel an AX15. Listen, I played in my fucking fine. unibody on the inside. If that's not overboard, I don't know what else like is. Uh, so I'm gonna wheel an AX15 because it's totally fine. I'm not worried about the AX15 at all. Well, if my yeah, AX15 blows up, I've got an NV4500 to put in it. It'll bolt up to a yeah. Jeep. I could put it in now if I wanted to. I'm not going to, but you know, I'm just saying the transmission that holds up to a thousand horsepower sled pulling is not going to have an issue towing. I'm not saying it would. I'm just saying <laughs> it could be better because it could have that extra gear. I mean, it's really not that big. <laughs> yeah, I think the six speed actually hinders because you got to catch more gears. The final gear ratio on the five and the six speed are the same. Yeah, fair. I don't know. I, I towed with mine. I've towed. <clears throat> I had a, a ninety-eight and a half five speed. And I had a 2002 six-speed, and they both, I couldn't tell a difference, you know, gear-wise in them. They right. both pulled fine. Well, you know, you've got more credibility than any of the other jabronis in this podcast right now. Oh, so. fuck yourself. <laughs> you've, you've tried wow. both of them. So, yeah. you know, I, I'll, I know the 4500s are cheaper, so. Yeah, I just make sure you put a good clutch in it. Yeah. Yeah, um, I'm a huge fan of the composites. Where it's uh, the different plate material on the or each side. <clears throat> yeah, you can uh, get a organic on one side, a composite on the other. Yep. Yeah, those are those are the best unless you're pushing some power. Wait, yeah, you and... have a third gen though. How are you gonna? How I thought you said you had a second gen. Who? Eddie. Uh, I've had several. I've had. Oh, you see, I see the silver one now. But is that a yeah. 1500 though? Oh, a no, it's a 2500. That was actually a, a P-pump truck. That was a 24-valve with a P-pump on it and injectors and valve springs and studs and some motor work and big clutch, and that truck would haul ass. And was that an LL, LMM you had or LLY or whatever it was? What are the fuck so, are these? 
the white one? Yeah. Uh, LMM, I think. Don't hold me to that. I'm not up to date on Duramax terms, but I think it was LMM. It was a 07 and a half. And like that it? truck pulled really well. I love that truck. I kicked myself in the ass for getting rid of it, honestly. It pulled way better than my third gen I've got now does. Yeah, so I've been I've been contemplating bumping. So I have a 2500 gas job Chevy, um, and I've been contemplating bumping up to a diesel. But everybody talks shit about the fucking LMMs or whatever. LOM. I don't fucking, I don't know the abbreviation for the, whatever, the diesel version of like the 2007, 2014s. Um, yeah. I'm actually a really big fan of those diesels deleted. Undeleted, they're a pain in the ass. You can't delete diesels get... anymore, so it's illegal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, like, just just it, about any truck than... you find in that vintage is going to be deleted, though, just because yeah. of that. You know, that Fair. was always the thing to do and still is to this day. Just you got to find the right person to do it. Yep. But yeah, that truck pulled really I well. I'd, say, I'd have it again. Uh, it depends where you're at, too, because uh, down here, there's a lot of places that have a lot less care. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, until you get caught and fined for a million dollars no, the, or whatever the fuck some of those big shops are getting fined for. Well, that's different. That's different. Okay, Is so it? well, let's talk about it now. That's an EP. That's an EPA thing based off of them uh, supporting taking emissions off of vehicles. There's still certain states like Tennessee or like uh, New New Mexico or something like that where they don't care about emissions, and it's mm -hmm. still okay to to take or to delete vehicles out there. The yeah, big shops like, are doing uh, it in like Florida, where it doesn't yeah. really matter, but they're offering it for those newer vehicles that still that still have emissions. Yeah, um, so like out here, they just banned emissions across the state because it was an undue burden on the taxpayers in counties that don't have emissions to pay state taxes to fund the counties with emissions. Was their reasoning interesting? Yeah, I don't no. really. I don't know enough about it. I just know it's you know that's the big thing nowadays that everybody's talking about. Yeah, yeah. it's definitely going to become an issue, especially because like gasoline emissions affects the ozone, but diesel emissions affects your natural like breathing oxygen. So mm -hmm. that's what they always freak out about. It's like, oh yeah, it doesn't affect the ozone, but they're not talking about how if you sit behind a diesel truck for long enough, you're just going to fucking die, and then your buddy next to you is going to die. <laughs> Granted, yeah, you do that with the gas engine as well. It's the same thing, but like over a long period of time that's what it's affecting but also you could just go to like natural gas and join the rest of the world killing the ozone natural gas because you can somehow run vehicles off of natural gas now and it's not super explosive in large quantities so they have this dump valve i know we're coming back to dump valves <laughs> talking, but like no like if it gets into an accident and there's a fire it'll literally just release all the natural gas out <laughs> oh, God. fucking crazy so, you know what? We should probably have a podcast, like, not one of our normal ones, but just going into some of this craziness with County. Ooh, that'd be cool. That would be, like, sure a total knows... nerd out. I'm not sure how much but... he knows about the, the, you know, the truck diesels. He's more into, like, the tiny turbo diesel generator world. But, yeah, I'd, I can ask him. That'd be kind of cool. It would be different. Um... Definitely. So, I'm not trying to be a... Uh, stick in the mud? Stick in the mud, but, uh, you know, I feel like at this point in time, it'd be a good time to run through the questions, because we've gone through, like, an absolute, total, complete and utter derailment. We went from talking about Toyotas to whether or not he has an LMM or an LLY. 
<laughs> it always comes oh. back to those GMT 800s. Oh, they have trucks. threatening auroras. Auroras, yeah. Is this auroras? my time to ask about raccoons or no? I mean, that's kind of played out. Just let's let's no save cat, that for the no next cat. cast. So you got any more cat stories? <laughs> cats? Oh, Eddie, well, do you have any cat stories for us? You want to tell? <laughs> no, no cat stories. Sadly, I know it would connect the whole emissions thing to the animal side of everything, but mm. no, no, no good cat stories. <laughs> More of a dog person myself. But. Can we just talk uh-huh. about how like awesome some dogs are? Like, no, actually, I want to bring up this crazy thing. Okay. So have you have either of you guys ever met somebody who was electrocuted like or like got struck by lightning? No. Dude, I have been electrocuted. So, this is gonna be totally fucking off camber tangent kind of thing, and it's totally fine, so fuck it. Um the crazy shit, I swear to god, TikTok just like connects people in this weird ass way where like I have seen now five different videos of people who've gotten actually struck by fucking lightning and are like not fine now, but like had to go through like the whole rehabilitation thing and like this girl posted up a TikTok. She was like, it was a Snapchat story of her at some like country concert thing. And it was, she was just like recording her under a canopy. And then all of a sudden it was just this wicked bright flash of light. And then it like cuts to her, like sitting in a hospital chair. And I just thought it was like the most wild thing of like, I would have never once heard of somebody actually getting struck by lightning until like, like social media is just fucking crazy. I don't know. Or this is another story of this girl who was driving down a mountain, uh, her rolled her car, got ejected from her car, and then landed on a fucking telephone wire. It was dangling by the fucking telephone wire and had to get like her leg chopped off and her arm chopped off. But how fucking crazy is that? Cody, can we what? talk does this about have to your do morbidity? With what? What's wrong with uh, my morbidity? You know, you're you're accusing our buddy Eddie over here who's just like simply trying to wheel a Toyota being a serial killer. Which while well, wheeling a Toyota might be a crime. I don't think it's on the same level. Uh, it's only like a crime a if it outdoes. It's only a crime if it goes better. Yeah. That's the only well, time I somebody mean, will complain about it. <laughs> listen, listen. It's the same level of crime as smoking like a nice fat joint and welding. It's okay. It's not really that bad. It's just weird. It's just frowned upon. <laughs> Unless you do it well, then it's okay. So I guess you're right. It is in the same yeah. <laughs> If you do it okay, everyone loves it. If you don't do it good, everyone is like mortified that you did it. Yeah, you're the bad guy. <laughs> like, I'm sure that if I had to go and weld Cody's cage, he would be paying for weed. But I'm there. Let's get it. Well, no, but only <laughs> only if you do a good job. Again, if you do a shitty job, then he's gonna be like, "Dude, you gotta get less high. You can't just you can't smoke weed and no, weld no, no." Together. Cody, like <laughs> Cody gets it because Cody has been at the shop and experienced how it goes. It's weird, he does. <laughs> Weld better when he is intoxicated. I don't know why it works that well, but it, I don't know. It's it's kind of scary. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. It you give me focus, a you know something. You focus on those little swirls. Right, you give I me don't... a joint and you give me a beer and I will produce like stacking dimes. You want me to do it normally, and I'm like that meme of Patrick Star with the board in his head. <laughs> <laughs> I I've seen the point where Luke's had too much to drink. And it started affecting the welds in a bad way, but I've never seen the point of where he was too high to weld. Yeah, like, I won't drive home, but I'll weld it for you. No problem. <laughs> You're right home. Um, so, you know what? 
I got a question for you, Eddie. What you got? What do you know about the Trail Trash meet and beat that's coming up? Like, is who's coming? Is there like any itinerary for it, or is it just kind of going to be a free for all? <sighs> um, I know we talked about whenever the the planning of this was happening, we talked about doing you know, some guided rides. You know, like a. I don't know if we're going to do a beginner ride or a stock ride for say, but it's going to be like a, an intermediate, a hard and, you know, like a keep up if you can type deal. You know what? This is going to, I'm going to hate myself for saying this, but if you need help with the guided ride for the stock class, I'm actually fairly decent at spotting. So I'm more than willing <laughs> to help out for that. Yeah, I'm not sure what the the full spot. details are. I'm not sure what the you know the exact plan is, but uh, that's just some of the stuff that's been discussed. Yeah, so don't, like to... don't, don't put any of that on pen and paper or nothing. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this is also going to sound really bad, but I can't spot baby jeeps, or like not baby jeeps, <laughs> but like that intermediate area where you know like they're starting to get capable. It either has to be full retard or absolutely like street rigs. <laughs> Uh, yeah, understand. We we like, honest, we, we almost never spot each other. The only person that gets spot is usually Jonathan because he doesn't want to scratch the pretty Jeep. Really? Yeah. So like, <laughs> pretty much everybody else is like, "Oh, there's a tree there. Let me see if I can bounce off of it and make it up this." <laughs> so like, up there, right? Um, there's a lot more spotting that goes on because it's like you're dealing with these muddy hill climb things and you know you kind of like bound up them in sections so getting to the next section can be really frustrating if you're just trying to drive up it so mm -hmm. someone that tells you that hey you're hitting your diff and you need to cut passenger and really stand on it is really useful up there yeah like i said if we get to a point where we need somebody out there telling us you know what the fuck's going wrong or why we're not going up this then you know that's when we'll take advantage of listen but honestly most of the time it's just if you don't make it the first try back up and hit it harder until you go out the top <laughs> it's totally different i'm gonna have to get used to that what are you talking uh, that about that's how that's how we do it too you kind of do your first few if you don't make it then hit oh, it oh yeah if you don't break well well Try again, but we also do a lot more spotting than just well, that. It depends. That's because it depends on the driving, too. Like It seems like a lot of our crawling style is a bit different than what they get down there because 90% of the time, if it was a dry rock, they're probably going to crawl right well, up. Well, a lot of the issues never... that you have down there, I'd noticed, was you know, you just you don't have enough wheel speed. They're, you're in the line. Well, thanks, Grant, for like... literally saying the exact fucking words I was saying, buddy. Yeah, well, sorry. <laughs> Sounds better coming pattern. out of my mouth. <laughs> but, but yeah, that's kind of what I was getting at. You just don't have the traction because it's usually wet or you're not in the right line. And it's just a matter of putting the tires in the right spot. And if it's by luck of wheel speed and like you know turning the wheel then you kind of make it happen so yeah a lot of times down here especially when it's wet it's honestly luck of the bounce because there's if it's wet down here there's not much crawling to be done it's just point where you want and hope you get that lucky bounce and going up yep let the limiter sing pretty much so i'm sure you noticed the... oh sorry it's... It relates. What's the limiter on a 22RE, by the way? Uh, I've heard mixed feelings or mixed reviews. Some people say it doesn't have one. Some people say it's got a factory limiter in the ECU. And 
I've yet to hear it stutter. So I don't think it cuts spark. I think it cuts fuel after a certain point. Hmm. Lame. So it has the yeah. lame. Uh, I, you could get that tune, though, I'm sure. I'm yeah, sure they make an ignition box. Um, I think it's LC Engineering makes an ignition box for it with an adjustable limiter on it that actually cuts the spark, like, you know, a, a two-step or any like other kind of limiter. Yeah. Yeah. That's what my buddy has on his uh, his Yoda. And yeah. I'm, I'm not going to lie. There has been a little bit of thought about putting one of those style MSC ignitions or uh, what is the other one? The SL ignition uh, timing box into mine. Why? And cutting the limiter back to 50 or 5,000 or 5,200 just to, you know, maybe prolong the four liter life cycle. What's the mm-hmm. on a 4.0 normally? I thought it was five. Uh, no, mine's my Jeep has been cutting spark at like 55 to 57. Uh, a 4.0 limiter is pretty high. Yeah, I guess I never noticed. I don't know. I don't look at my tack very often when I'm going up something that requires limiter. <laughs> you, you just listen for it. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I'm usually not moving anywhere, so it doesn't feel like I'm doing anything aggressive. It just is on it. Right? Yeah, I, I feel that a lot, especially with the low gear. And I can be yeah. all the way in the throttle, and I'm doing like two and a half mile an hour. I'm like, God, oh, this sounds really cool, but it ain't going nowhere. <laughs> well, that's where you get to be the hero and like just mash that clutch pedal midway up an obstacle and decide that you're going to bounce back out of it and hit it in third. Yeah. And when that doesn't work fourth gear is right there mm-hmm yeah that, that's how it usually goes too I, I usually try to crawl it first and i'll give it you know a couple bumps at like a, a small speed bump and if it doesn't go it usually gets third gear and like full throttle clutch dump yeah. now are we talking like hank williams bumps or uh like a mediocre college party bump <laughs> okay okay <laughs> but well, that's just kind and, of and, sadness and, and, well, that's like the first couple, and then, then we get into like you know the full hanker with Billy Nelson bumps, and it's either going to go or it's going to break. Well, I mean, you don't have the horsepower to break, so yeah. It, I, the bad part is it's really low power, but I can make wheel speed if I need it. Like if I grab third gear with the front case and high, it's turning the tires. Yeah, well, uh, you also have what a normal XJ with a doubler has just in your rear case. Yeah. You know, fucking Gramboni over there is sitting with a 5.4 to 1 ratio out of his doubler. You're sitting here with like 4 to 7 in your rear case. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know. It's got to help what? with the 42s, though, on that thing. I can't. Yeah, it, the, yeah it, all the gear and hell, it's got to have it, man. Honestly, if it didn't have. If it just had a single 4.7 case, it would suck sometimes. <laughs> hmm. I think with 40... So I've been running mine with a doubler on 37s for, I don't know, probably a year. And it's almost too low. But I'm thinking with 40s, it'll be perfect. I don't think I'd... I mean, 42s would probably 42s. be okay. 42s. But it would probably have... Uh, so I noticed in Luke's Jeep with the 272 case... Um, that the 40s just don't like that ratio at all. I think I think I'll be in a sweet I mean, spot I make with the it 40s. work. You do and it's fine and it's really like if I hadn't wheeled mine with the same ratios and smaller tires and yeah. liked how it I just I'm more used to that. It's just a higher 
Uh, oh, I totally it's a agree. Lower ratio, it just it pulls a little better than yours, which was kind of pulling away from me with. I don't know how to describe it really, but yeah, I think you be know perfect. my Jeep really. Um, it it would be a lot better with like a four to one case in it. I don't know if I really want the five point four to one, but I do know that I do. I would be happier with slightly lower gearing or like a six to one ratio in the axles. But yeah, it just is what it is for now. It's okay. I mean, the nice thing about the doubler versus those we've talked about this before than the uh, the Rubicon cases with the four to one is you have options, right? You don't have to use yeah. that low low. You can go back to the factory. Also, ratio the Rubicon case is kind of—it's uh, kind of like a shitty middle ground. It's not a bad option at all, and if oh, I were to in. find one, I would run it. And you—you you don't have to change much to put them in. And yeah, Collins and, has survived through hell. Um, but yeah, I get it. Yeah, is he actually coming down for the meet and beat? I think he wants to, but um, the the timing. And whether he has to take time off is going to mess with things. So, that I mean, we're getting real close there, bud. Uh, we got like a month and a half. Don't remind me. My Jeep yeah, you might want to hurry up and be cool. I know, I'm trying. <laughs> I was trying. Yeah, well, you hadn't made an agreement. And you I know, I know. I it. messed up. That's not anybody's fault. I just forgot. <laughs> He's pulled away. I was trying to have a oh. motor in tonight, but tomorrow... I still have to bolt it all together. So, Eddie, got any yeah. questions for us? I don't know, man. I feel like anything that could have been covered, we've already hit. Yeah. Other That's than fair enough. Who's going to be the first to flop their shit at the meet and beat? Um, it depends. It really depends. No, because <laughs> I don't no, know. he's going to baby it. He he's one. He doesn't trust it yet. He's going to learn it. I. I guess, and he can't fix it if hey, he rolls it in his mud puddle. I'm Bruce. still... You know what, though? Like, you're not wrong, and I kind of hate it for being said like that, but yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm... It's still new to me. Uh, that extra six and a half or seven inches of rear wheelbase, it feels totally different. I really, really am excited, though, uh, if you want to go on another little tangent. Uh, What's your wheelbase now? 110. I do think you'll like that a lot. I had an 111 in my ZJ buggy, and I loved it. Yeah, that's a really good wheelbase for the southeast. It seems to, between like 110 and 115, seem to be the most desirable for a, a bodied rig. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree with that. But, uh... Interesting little side note if you want to go down a tangent. But, uh... So... Once I get the drive shaft back in, um... A group... You know, I'm not going to name them just because I don't want to cause any issues for them and uh, the activities that's going on, but there's a rally race that runs in the pines um, back here. And they asked me to do some recce stuff for them and go hang out with them, building some Lexuses to go and run rally racing. So I'll try and get some video of me running chase truck for them. That sounds cool. Well, that's pretty cool. That'd be cool. 
Yeah, it's going to be wicked, though, because I'm going to be throwing that thing through dirt roads at, like, 50 miles an hour The Ford. Uh, with pools in it. With the Ford or the Jeep? With the Jeep. Oh, oh okay. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, like, flying down some of these southern dirt roads at 50 miles an hour is going to be a trip. Yeah, that, yeah that ought to be interesting, to say the least. I tell you what, though, she wants it. She likes it with the coilovers, so yeah, it, it just so kind of, yeah. Compared to the Leafs that were back there, I can't wait to see what Graham's rig does. Mm. Um, I feel like my rig would do really well if it were to get coilovers and hydro up front, and then just kind of like leave it as it is, because for a full-bodied rig, I think I've kind of like touched the limits. Yeah, we all. Yeah, have. it just depends how much you want to cut. Yep. Well, then it's <laughs> yeah, not full bodied anymore. At what I mean, point? It, it can still yeah. be bodied. It just has to have a, a non factory yeah. piece of frame somewhere. Exactly. Yeah, but like at that point in time, I'm not even trying to be a dick here. What, you know, we were talking earlier about my ideas for doing an interesting buggy build. What am I gaining by destroying a street legal Jeep at that point to like try and chase buggies when it already weighs 5,500 pounds with a driver in it. And uh, if I put the passenger in like 50, it depends six. on how fast they are. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't know. I guess that's just, you know, a personal opinion. I don't know. Like Nick LeBlanc, hell he follows buggies in a full body Cherokee. I don't disagree, but like, <laughs> You know, that's also Nick LeBlanc that we're talking about here. How long has he been doing it for? Yeah, a long time. Yep. And He's got a lot of seat time in that rig, too. Yeah, he was an awesome guy to talk with. Uh, we're going to have to have him come back on. He agreed. I believe he agreed to do it. I have to re-listen to the episode, but we had brought it up. Well, he's got to explain himself. He went to the 4080, which is just a an odd choice, considering he had that NV3550 forever. He seems like he's having a rough time of it right now. Yeah. He was uh, a Morris. True fuck. I forgot. He, he blew that thing up. Damn it. That sucks. Well, maybe he'll reconsider the... Uh... No, I've probably not. I wouldn't think so. Well... But I would like to actually have him back on. We were talking about having him back on for when we have one of those four hobos in a dumpster fire podcast to talk about <laughs> what we're doing. <laughs> That'd be cool. Um, him, I know Chris has talked about coming back on Action Fab and uh, what is it? Um, Sam has also agreed to come back on and chit chat with us about what's going on with our Jeeps when we're working on them. Sweet. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd like to hear Nick again. I'd like to hear the update on the motor. Yeah, yeah, we're definitely going to have to make that happen. But like we were talking about off air, we also have a lot of other stuff happening. And then um, mid-April, we're going to have to start tapering down just to get ready for the meet and beat. So, right. you know, just tapering as a PSA down. to everyone. Yeah. What are we tapering down? Um, <laughs> I don't think we're going to be doing as many guest episodes after we do the meet and beat. Um, and leading up to the meet and beat because flat out there's a lot of effort that goes into talking with people and getting it all together. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, fair and then enough. the editing we'll on the longer episodes. So if we're going to be getting ready to have some people move their rigs a thousand miles, uh, we, we maybe we're... should have a luck that week, but we can always yeah. cue something, uh, cue something to just throw down on Thursday. Yeah, I don't disagree with that, but I'm just going to say, like, it feels like it would be kind of wrong to ask someone to come on for an hour and change to do a podcast. You know what I mean? Eh, not necessarily. I'm sure we can get somebody to do a quick one. Yeah, well, it might be, like, Jeremy or Hackbar. We could have Hackbar. We haven't talked with him in a while. We could bully him for a little bit. But anyways... We should bully him. (laughs) They don't need to hear our background info talk about um you guys wanna you guys wanna wrap it up yeah i'm cool with it all right richie take it away give us something i got nothing we can throw raccoon facts on our 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 guests all the time come on chop chop motherfucker (laughs) think of something in In there was a Amputation surgery that had a 300% mortality rate because of <laughs> the assistant and a bystander all died. Be <laughs> <laughs> thankful for modern medicine and that you don't wheel a Toyota because I've heard it's like getting a bad STD. Oh, God. <laughs> Have a good night, everyone. Jeez. Hey guys, just wanted to pop in here and let you guys know that we're idiots and we forgot to uh, ask Eddie what his Instagram was or any of his social media so you guys can check him out. His Instagram is ek underscore xj32. Posts a lot of cool stuff, has a sick mullet. Uh, Definitely worth checking it out and thank you guys very much for listening.